welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. And if you have uh, verse 21 in the New Life Translation, guys, back there, let's get ready to put that one up on the screen. And what we're talking about on Wednesday night is preparing for greater glory, greater manifestations of the Holy Spirit, increase of the power of God. And we're going to talk about atmosphere tonight because atmosphere has a lot to do with God being able to turn up the power. And I wanted you to see this here in Ephesians 3.21 out of the New Life uh, yeah, as it's New Life Translation. Paul's ending his prayer for the church, and he says, Glory to Him in the church. Uh, that's not the right one. Do you, is it maybe the New Living Translation? Do you have the New Living Translation? That's a good one, but it's not the one I wanted you to see. If you have the New Living, let me know. No, you don't have the New Living? All right, you can take that off the screen or, or put the King James up there, but here's, here's what the New... Living, I get. Does anybody have the New Living Translation? That was the New Living? Okay, I, I needed the New Life Translation. So you don't have that. You know, I, did I send it to you last week on a copy and paste? That's New King James. Okay. All right. That's all right. I'm just going to go ahead and quote this. It says in the New Life Translation, Paul's ending his prayer, and this is what he prays. You ready? Father, may we see your shining greatness in the church. May we see his shining greatness in the church. That's a cool translation. King James talks about glory in the church uh, through Christ Jesus. This, this, one, this translation brings out that he's saying we want to see your shining greatness in the church. Now, we don't have to see to believe, but I still want to see. Do you hear what I said? We don't have to see to believe, but I still want to see. I want to be as close to the Lord as I can, spirit, soul, and body, in this life. May we see your shining greatness in the church. When we're talking about the glory of God, we're talking about the Holy Spirit of God manifesting Himself in the earth realm, in tangible, perceptible ways. Feeling, seeing, hearing, experiencing. He wants to do a lot more of what we're going to be talking about tonight, but he hasn't been able to. If we, we have to get out of the, let's just wait. So one of these days, God's going to do great things. That's inconsistent with, I stand at the door and knock. Amen. Come on, is it God manifest your glory or is it let's open the door for more glory? Which really is it? Is it God, one of these days, you're going to manifest your glory in our church service? Or is there something to do with the atmosphere to where He can manifest more of His power in our church services? Yes. See, we're, we were never called to be a teaching center only. Jesus' commission to the church was to cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, you know, preach the gospel to all the world. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing in the line of duty, it will not harm them. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We were never called to be a church that preaches only. 
There's supposed to be signs and wonders in power of God manifested in our church services regularly. The nine gifts of the Spirit are supposed to be manifested in our church regularly. When I say nine gifts of the Spirit, they're found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> and the Bible says we're not to be ignorant of those nine manifestations, and we're supposed to covet those nine manifestations and desire greatly and expect them to show up in our services. You know, I found this out. There's a principle in life. It's this. You pretty much get what you expect for. You pretty much get what you expect to get. What if you cranked up your expectation? Interesting concept. More expectation, more manifestations? Absolutely. Expectation is something we do on purpose. It's like there's this knob on the inside of us. We need to turn the expectation knob up. And on our way to church, Wednesdays, Sundays, Mondays, whatever service we're having, we need to be saying and expecting the power of God's going to show up and fix things that the world has no cure for. The power of God's going to show up and minds are going to get set free. The power of God's going to show up and miracles are going to take place. The power of God's going to show up and we're going to hear words from heaven like we've never heard before. The power of God's going to show up and someone's going to float out of a wheelchair and land totally normal. The power of God's going to show up and babies are going to be healed. Limbs are going to grow out. The maimed are going to be healed. The la- we need to co- if we get what we expect, how about we work on our expectations instead of just praying, praying, praying. Let's start believing that what we're praying is really happening. Huh? Let's believe for it. So, let's turn to 2 Chronicles 5. And I want to show you another... uh, We we looked at this last week. I want to show you again in verse 11 through 14. One of the ways the Lord manifests Himself in congregations, in church services. And the things that happen and transpire in meetings like this... Uh, you couldn't buy with all the money in the world. It's amazing what happens when a church allows God to show up in full and are hungry for God's power and are expecting God's power. It's absolutely amazing what happens. Kenneth Hagin said in all the churches he pastored within 12 years when he was a pastor, he pastored quite a few churches. He said, I could only get two churches to the place where the glory of God manifested so strong where the cloud and the shining presence of God came in the room and people fell into the power without anybody touching them, got healed without anybody praying for them. He said he could only get two churches to that point. Well, I want to be one of those churches that we can get to that place. How many of you agree with me? I mean, I, I pray that everybody wants that. I pray that everybody wants to be more hungry for that because it's the hungry that are filled. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, and I want you to notice at verse 11, we'll start there. This is the dedication of the the temple that they just built for the Lord, the house of God. And let me get there. All right, verse 11. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place. So these people are cleaned up, right? (laughs) Not living in sin. Repented. It said, For all the priests that were present were sanctified and did, then, did not then wait by course. Also the Levites 
which were the singers, all them of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. That's <laughs> good. Great praise service there. It came even to pass. Now listen to this. Very important. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. Now, I'm going to pause here just for a minute because this, what we're going to read here is what allows the Holy Spirit to show up in great power. And the opposite is what grieves him and quenches him from showing up in great power. We're going to see a little word here called one accord, or two words, unity. And how vital it is for a move of God or the, the power of God to be manifested in a church service. There has to be a great degree of unity. I want to say this, guys, before we go any further. Us having the glory of God fill this house, us seeing an increase of the power of God, the miracle power of God, the healing power of God, us seeing that in this church has more to do with us than the Lord. He's been wanting to do this, fill his house with glory for a long time. And when we believers get in one accord, I mean, we love God. We're, when we worship God, we're not drifting off into Hawaii or to, you know, Freddy's or, or wherever. We are worshiping God. We are worshiping the king in one accord. We're not in strife. We're not in division. We don't have these irks and hard feelings toward one another. When we all come in one accord, I'm telling you, the Lord loves manifesting himself in an atmosphere like that. He loves it. Just like unity. Excuse me. Just like um, division and strife and discord quenches a move of the Holy Spirit. Unity quenches a move of the devil. How many think it's good to quench things that the enemy would like to do or stifle or whatever? Unity is powerful. And that's why with, with even our, our praise and worship team here, man, you better have more than just good musicians if you want the glory of God to hit. You got, the team needs to be in one accord. There, there needs to be a holy reverence for unity when it comes to singing and playing on the praise team or any, anybody, in, in the, but especially on the platform. Man, when you're on the platform there, you guys, you've you got to be loving one another and you've got to be loving God and you've got to be having no quirks or craziness about you. We've been in a few services where the power of God and the manifestation of God began to increase in our church services. And I could tell it was when a lot of people that had left an offense had come back to the church services. Other people had seen them and, 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 and people were in one accord. The anointing just starts skyrocketing when things like that happen. Absolutely. Actually, for a lot of people who've been offended in local churches knew what would happen in, the, in a move of God in their city if they would just come back, worship God together, throw petty differences aside, forgive who you got to forgive, flow. I'm telling you, we would see way more glory manifesting in churches. God loves unity. He puts his stamp of approval on unity. I'm going to say that again. God puts his stamp of approval on unity. 
Are you listening, church? It says unity is like the precious oil that Aaron, the high priest, was anointed with in the Old Testament. It hit his head, it ran down his beard, down to the skirts of his garment, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. Unity is something God can put a stamp of approval on. Now do you know why the devil wants you offended? At other people in church? Now do you know why the devil wants you to, you know, break rank, so to speak? Now do you know why the devil wants you upset at somebody across the room? Now do you know why the devil wants is trying to always trying to poke you with other people's shortcomings and he's 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 afraid of this. He's afraid of this. So why don't you turn with me to Revelation 3. Revelation chapter 3. Um, I made a statement just a few minutes ago. Is, is, it, is it, oh God, manifest your glory? Or is it, how about we open the door, open the door to what he's been wanting to do for a long time? I mean, which is it? Is it God, just, just do it, we're waiting, or is it He's waiting on us to open the door? And this is where it's found. Look at Revelation 3. I say we open the door, church. I say we find out what grieves and quenches the Spirit of God and treat that stuff like the grossest sin we could ever be tempted with. I say we find out what grieves and quenches God from manifesting Himself and treat it like a rattlesnake. Step on it, chop its head off, do whatever we got to do. We're not yielding to strife. We're not yielding to irreverence. We're not yielding to discord. We're not yielding to unbelief, offense. No! It's too much at stake. So Revelation 3, I know all of you know this scripture. Verse 20, Behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Well, he's not writing to unbelievers here. What does he mean, I stand at the door and knock, if he's already in your heart? Well, he's in our hearts by faith, but he wants to manifest more of his glory, more of his presence, and more of his power in our church services and in our lives, and we have to open the door to it. Anyone want to believe with me for some revelation in this area and how to open the door to greater glory? We're living in Akinomo Ostofren Gendikli Paado Grefesikinye Kiada Egrodima Anfukuutende. We're living in a day and an hour right now where the end of all things is at hand, where the glory of God is a must manifesting in local churches. The protection of the glory will be strong in some local churches in these end times. And even as Moses couldn't get in the tabernacle because of the glory of the Lord, certain people won't be able to get in local churches who mean harm and mean destruction. They won't even be able to get in because they'll bounce off the glory and they won't even be able to get in because the glory of the Lord is going to fill the house of God in these end times. I heard the Spirit of God say, it's not just fun, it's not just a luxury, it's a necessity yes. to have God's glory manifested in His local churches in this hour. Not only that, not only will it keep bad out, it'll cause so much good to happen. I mean, 
it, it's time we don't just read about what happened in other people's meetings. It's time. The Lord's quickened me on this. It's time for some testimonies of our own. The glory of God showed up. Pastor was preaching one day and he disappeared. Found himself at Keith Moore's church in Sarasota preaching. And Keith Moore appeared here. And you're kind of blinking your eyes going, wait, it was, is this a Keith Moore meet? What? And then 10 minutes later, Pastor John's back here, Keith Moore's back there. What's that called? It's called taste of the powers of the world to come. It's called God getting some people's attention. Maybe getting some backsliders to start front sliding. You know, maybe getting some unsaved people to start realizing God's real. <laughs> Amen. I mean, meet, meetings where a flash of light just psh, like a big flash bulb, and all of a sudden sinners are at the altar getting saved, and nobody even felt them go by them to get out of their chair, just translated to the altar. Getting saved. Nobody even praying for them. People speaking in tongues who didn't even have hands laid on them, just got filled with the Spirit. People with terminal disease just healed immediately. Well, see, things, there's, there's nothing like the corporate anointing. There's a degree of power in the corporate. Well, it just makes sense. I mean, you plus you plus you plus you plus you, and you're all anointed, that's going to be a greater anointing than just one person ministering. These things are supposed to be happening. It's called powers of the world to come. It's called a taste of powers of the world to come. It's called end time revival and awakening. It's, it's called, it's about to wrap up. So, in Revelation, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so, we need to be opening the door. Now, one problem in the church is that there's some people that they're just not hungry for the things we're talking about. That's one of the reasons we've got to preach on it, hopefully to stir up hunger. Because you get hungry enough, you have to be filled, and you will be filled. Amen. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. But some people just aren't hungry. But one, one of the things that... Um, I tell you what, let's do this. Um, turn to Ephesians 4. I wanted to reserve a few minutes tonight to pray. Ephesians chapter 4. And I don't know if you remember, guys, but... Um, did you notice in Second Chronicles... Did we finish Second Chronicles? About the glory of God? Let's go back to 2 Chronicles 5. Let's finish that first, and then we'll go to Ephesians 4. It said in 2 Chronicles 5, 11, or 5, 12, where, where are we at? Around 12 or 13 there? 13. 2 Chronicles 5, 13. Let's see what happened when they got into one accord and praising and thanking the Lord. It said, It came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one... To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, So they're in unity in praise and worship. Not one person in this meeting was thinking about Hawaii. They probably didn't even know where Hawaii was back in those days. Not one person in this meeting was thinking about the roast coming up for dinner. Not one person was looking around chewing gum. Not one person was talking to their neighbor. Wow, this is kind of an interesting meeting. They were all in one accord, 
and they were all praising God. There were no spectators, and God put his stamp of approval on that. You mark my words, this can happen immediately. This could happen. Not one person was offended because the priest's robe was too bright. Not one person was offended because the singers were too loud. Not one person was offended because a mistake somebody made two days ago. Not one person was offended. Not one person was distracted. They were all worshiping God. And look what happened. You ready? Read, read what happened. Put it on the screen. They said, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That then, everybody say that then. What does that mean? While they were in one accord, praising the Lord, saying he is good for his mercy endures forever. Right then, or we could say because of what they were doing inwardly and outwardly, the house was filled with a cloud. God's presence rolled in like diamonds in the air that made a cloud sparkly and shining. It said that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so strong that those who were called to minister could not stand to minister. Well, they don't have to minister when God shows up. God does all the ministering, right? God doesn't have to do it through delegation. When He shows up, look at this, they couldn't stand by reason of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. One way the glory of the Lord manifests is in this cloud, this glistening brightness, this glistening greatness. And Paul said, may that happen in the church. Wow. You need to really think about this, these last three or four verses we read in this chapter because one of the main things that made this possible is there was no spectators in that meeting. There was no looky-loos in that meeting. There was no drifters in that meeting. There was no strife in that meeting. They were all in one accord, praising and thanking the Lord. They weren't all in one accord in which was their favorite color. They weren't all in one accord in what deodorant do you use, right? They, they weren't all in one accord in what's your favorite food, but they're all in one accord on the major issues. God is real. We're praising Him right now. He's amazing. He's here. He's creator of all things. And we all love Him. And we're all focused on Him right now. I'm re- if we want to see the glory of God, we're going to have to start disciplining our thoughts and disciplining our perception and our focus. There's times we need to just focus on God for however long it takes. Just worship Him and love Him. Forget about how you sound. Forget about the notes you're, you're hitting or not hitting. Forget about the environment around you physically. And just worship the Lord. I mean, just hone in and worship. It's amazing. The enemy, he knows the power of this, and that's why he's constantly trying to get you looking at people's faults, remembering people's past sins, um, just little idiosyncrasies or whatever. He hates, the devil does not want the glory of God showing up in this world that he's the God over right now. I didn't say he's the God over us, but he's the God of this world. If you're a believer, surrender to Jesus, Jesus is your Lord. But if you're not, the devil is your God. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Our, our word is get out of that kingdom ASAP and get in the kingdom of God so Jesus is your Lord. 
Well, I wanted to say this before we go to Ephesians 4. In Mark chapter 5, don't turn there, but in Mark chapter 5, there was one day when Jesus was going with a man named Jairus to his house to heal his daughter who actually had just died, 12 years old, dead, gone. Jesus comes to the house and he sees that the atmosphere is not quite right for a miracle to happen. So what does he do? He changes the atmosphere by telling the people that were weeping and crying and not in faith, get out please, right now. And one, one of the gospel writers says he put them out. He put the mourners and the paid musicians and the weepers, he put them out. Now, he brought Peter, James, and John, mommy and daddy. Now the atmosphere was conducive, and he raised a 12-year-old girl from the dead. But he had, to, he had to deal with the atmosphere first. One time he told a blind man, come on, we got to get out of this city. So they got out of the city limits, and then he healed the blind man. Why? Because the atmosphere in some places isn't conducive with the glory of God showing up. I love what Mark and Trina Hankins told us. They said that when Trina had that brain tumor in her brain, they put on the hospital door. They said, no unbelief allowed. I don't care if you're family, mommy and daddy, friends, whatever. No unbelief allowed in this room. You come in this room, you don't say anything but faith words. Or you don't come in. Well, she's healed of a brain tumor today. Disappeared, gone, totally delivered. You have to make sure the atmosphere is conducive to the miracle power of God showing up. You know, the Bible says the Lord will come unto us as the rain, not, not rain, but like rain comes to the earth, He's going to come to us in mighty manifestations of power and glory. You know, before the second coming, before the rapture. He said He's going to come to us like the rain. He didn't say He is rain, but how does rain fall? It's totally it's totally. Um, contingent on atmosphere, moisture in the air. Stuff is rising from the earth, right? And when enough of it rises, it forms clouds. And when clouds are formed, then rain comes down. Everything that comes down is totally connected to what's going up. Praises, love, faith, expectation. There are scriptures in the Bible where it says the glory of God filled the tabernacle. I just quoted it to you. I think it's Exodus 40. And it said Moses tried to enter in and he couldn't enter in because of the glory of God was in manifestation. Jesus said to Mary and Martha at the tomb of Lazarus when Lazarus had died, had been dead four days. Jesus said to Mary and Martha as they're weeping and crying, wishing the Lord would have came earlier so he would have healed their brother. And Lord, you're late. He's dead now. He's been dead four days. His body's decomposing. And Jesus said, didn't I say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Well, in that situation, the glory of God wasn't a cloud filling a building. It was a man being raised from the dead. And they got in faith. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth, bound head to foot with grave clothes. And he said, loose him and let him go. And he was alive. A miracle happened. A healing happened. And Jesus called that the glory of God. So whether it's a miracle, a rising from the dead, an arm growing out where there is no arm, somebody immediately delivered from mental uh, problems. I, I was just reading, wow. 
Um, John G. Lake, great man of God who's in heaven now, a little book called Spiritual Hunger, The God Men. Based off of scripture, the Lord said, ye are gods. And it's talking in this book about John G. Lake. He said there was about a six to eight month period in my life where the power of God came on me so strong in Spokane, Washington, came on me so strong that I saw hundreds of people who were insane immediately delivered when I, when I was ministering to them. He said, the power of God was on me so strong that I got over, uh, over 100 people delivered from insanity immediately. He said just the power was in him. He knew he walked up. He knew there was demon powers involved and demon forces in a lot of these cases. He just rebuked them like the Son of God. They left and they were free. Awesome. That's the power of God in manifestation. This is something the Lord wants to do in these last days. It has to happen. There's a final call going on and it's time for the church to just decide who you're going to be with God of the world. Like Joshua. Choose this day whom you will serve. And he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I, I'm trusting that's all of our prayer. Amen. So in closing, go to Ephesians 4. Look at verse 25. I think it's 25 through 32. Ephesians 4. We need to identify things that grieve the Holy Spirit and cut those things off. Stop them at the root. So in Ephesians 4, this is Paul talking to the church. He's talking to us here. Verse 25. Put away lying. That'd be a good word right there. <laughs> Praise God. Telling believers, put away lying. Believers lie? Newsflash. Uh-huh. Put away lying and speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry, but sin not. Don't ever let your anger turn into sin. And here's a good way to make sure that doesn't happen. Don't ever stay angry about something longer than a day. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Or if it's nighttime, don't let the sun come up on your wrath. What's the Lord saying? Take care of it quick. I can't. Then the Lord's asking you to do something you can't do, and He's unjust for asking you to do it. No, you can do it. Just quit checking your feelings to see if you can do it. Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. So lying and uncontrolled anger gives the devil place in our life. That's why you need to repent of it if you find yourself falling into it. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him work, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needs. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be you kind one to another, tender-hearted. Everybody say tender-hearted. Tender it's okay to cry at times. Don't hold it in. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So he lists a whole bunch of things here that could potentially grieve the Holy Spirit. Right? And really, a lot of this could be summed up in, just make sure you're walking in love. 
Make sure you're forgiving. Make sure you're not speaking things that are ministering hurt. Why do we not want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God? Because the glory of God, the power of God, is the Holy Spirit in manifestation. Matter of fact, Jesus didn't go around healing people because He was the Son of God. Jesus went about healing people because He was anointed of the Holy Spirit and power, the Bible says. Jesus didn't heal one person until after the Holy Ghost came upon Him at 30 years old. He went about healing because the Holy Spirit... He, he, he lived a life in such a way where the Holy Spirit had great open door to minister through Him. Anytime God said minister, He was ready. How many think it would be great if the church was like that? God says, today I want to perform three miracles in this service, two healings, and I want to give some... And I want a vision of heaven to be manifested. I mean, think it's really good to be ready for that so that we don't miss those things. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 